Thank you, Lord, for healing us. Thank you, Lord. Another request? Oh, okay. I didn't see it. Where is it? Not under my Bible. Okay, so tell me who it is because we can't look. Ramona? Okay. Well, Father, we pray for Ramona, and we curse heart problems in her body in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that Ramona's heart is fixed. Hallelujah. And she is healed in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I just ask that you show her your glory. And we thank and praise you for Ramona. We thank you that by Jesus' stripes, Ramona is healed. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk today about uh, absolutely nothing is impossible with God. Absolutely nothing. Amen. Praise God. God can do all things. He can do anything. If you're, um, how can I put this? If you are bold enough to trust him, then he will show you his glory. Amen. Absolutely nothing is impossible with God. So are we ready? Yes. Madams. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything appropriate. <laughs> Father, we do thank and praise you and we lift you up for today. We just love you. And we bless you. And, Father, we thank you for healing uh, Carlos and uh, Ramona and Brenda. We thank you for healing them today, Lord. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, I thank you for your word. We want to hear from heaven. And, Lord, we want to be healed. We want to be set free. We want to be blessed today. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Well, all things are possible to him that believe. We have a part and God has a part. Sometimes, you know, we pray and we we expect God to do some things sometimes. And then sometimes our expectation is not there. So it's a, we have a part in God doing what he's already said he's going to do. In fact, number one, it's already done. And number two, once God says something, you know, when the king has spoken, it is done. Amen. It is done. So all we need to do is agree with it. And a lot of times we don't agree with what God has already said. I was listening to Gloria Copeland um, one day last week, and I like how she put it. She says, just keep saying what God said. Just say what God said. Can you just say what God said? And I thought about that. I said, that's so easy. It is so easy. Because if you keep saying it, you'll root out every bad thought, everything that comes against the knowledge of God. We have to fight for what you want. You know, although by Jesus' stripes we are already healed, and we're healed anyway, whether you agree with it or not, But we need to get our mouths to saying it. We need to decree what God has said. Say what he has already said. Amen. And we need to believe it and then expect it. If you're saying that you want God to do something and you're not expecting him to do it, then you might not see it. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the the mouth speaks. 
And so get it in your heart. Now, I know that's where the problem is because that's where my problem was. Get it in your heart that God is going to do this. And stop looking at it like it's such an impossible thing because it is not impossible. All things are possible. Nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible. And we can believe for anything. Amen. Anything. So I think, uh, let's see, Luke 18, 27. If you want to turn there, you can. And it says that the things with, look, let me read that. Luke 18, 27. Let's see. And let me start at 24. It says, and when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, it says, he said, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Why is he saying that? Because if you have everything, it's very, it's very <laughs> let's see, it's a small margin that you're going to believe for anything because you've got it already. And so you don't need God. So if a person that has everything very rarely asks God for anything, amen. In 26 it says, and those who heard it said, who then can be saved? But he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And he's saying this about any and everything. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the things which are impossible with man are possible with God. Hallelujah. God supersedes man all the time. He's our creator. And so he can do all things. We shouldn't limit him. We shouldn't uh, box God in. We need to start to believe him for the impossible things. It's easy to believe him for a, a, a car or, a, you know, food, money, getting your bills paid. Those are everyday easy things. And God has already vowed to do that. If you're born again, it's his obligation to take care of you. Amen. But we need to start believing him for those things that do not look like they're coming to pass or something that you've been believing for a long time. And everybody else has said it's not going to happen and they've given up on it. And see, we need to believe him for these things that people give up on, even those things that you've given up on. You know, that's why what we were saying, take that stuff off the shelf, take every promise. Everything that you prayed for, everything that you once believed for, get it off the shelf, dust it off, because God is going to, you're going to be surprised. God is going to give you the impossible. Those things that you thought would never come to pass, even those things that you've given up on, he is going to, he wants to give you the desires of your heart. I look at it like this. We prayed for it once for some reason. For some reason, we once prayed those prayers. God didn't forget those prayers. He heard every word. Amen. And it's a possibility that the reason it didn't manifest is because we took our hands off of it and we said, it's not going to happen or I don't want it anymore. But God says, you know, all things are possible. I want to give you everything that you need. And then some God doesn't just want to give you just enough. But he's an exceedingly and an abundantly 
giving God or however I should say that. He will give you more than enough. He's El Shaddai. He does not just want to give you enough to survive, but he wants to give you options, choices, and more than enough so that you'll have enough to give and help somebody else. And so we need to get both feet, just get in there with both feet and believe for the impossible. Believe for the miraculous. People are talking about the glory is here, the glory of God. Well, part of the glory is to receive something that out of nothing or something that you thought was impossible to have. And so God's glory is shown when he does these things that are impossible. That's how God's glory is seen. Amen. His glory is seen when you, you know, trust his word enough to go out in the fields where the harvest that is ripe. I mean, God's glory means so many different things. You know, his glory is shining upon his people. It's shown upon our faces. It's shown in everything that we do. And so if, if God is, is, he wants to use us to show his glory to mankind, it's no problem for you to ask for something that you want. Ask for something impossible. Ask for something that's hard. I received a prophecy one time. I'm just remembering God said, ask me for something difficult. And I'm like, uh, he said, ask me. He wants you to ask him for something hard. He really does. Because hard things doesn't, it doesn't scare God. He can do anything. And so we need to trust him at his word. And I think that's why we don't see more from God. We don't trust him at his word. And so we have to expect him to do what he said he's going to do. Expect him to come through for you when times are tough. Expect him to heal your heart. Expect him to do these impossible things. Don't box him in. You know, he's he's not a God that can be contained. He wants to be free in your life. He wants to do amazing things. I, I know that much. Amen. And we all need to work on trusting him more. Calling things that be not as though they were. You know, it's easy to ask him for things that you can see, things that you can do on your own. But ask him for some things that really need his touch. You know, ask him for things that if he doesn't do it, nobody else can. And those, I think this is the season that we're living in today. We're living in a season where we must call things that be not as though they were. Amen. You can't see it. There's nothing you can do about it. But you need it so badly. And I'm telling you, if we trust God in this way, you know, especially in the end times when we're seeing so many things happen. But I'm telling you, God wants to be there for his people. He's there. And I'm telling you, he's not far off. He wants to do the impossible, the miraculous. These, This is the season that we're living in. We're living in the new era where God's doing things differently. But he wants us to trust him in every way so that he, he can show us his power. This is what he wants to do. Show us his power. Show us his love. Show us that he's not a God that he would lie about anything. Just trust him. Take him at his word. Amen. It's like this. If somebody keeps calling you and telling you they're going to give you something, at some point you can get tired of it. You can say, well, bring it on over here now. 
So that's what we need to be telling God. Bring it on here. Bring it here now. Amen. (laughs) Did I say that? (laughs) Bring it on and bring it now because I want it. The worst thing we could do is, is like slap God in the face, act like we don't want what he's offered us. All he wants us to do is stand in faith and expect him to bring it to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to first Peter. Hallelujah. Regardless of what we're facing, the Bible assures us that all things are possible. Not some things, but amen. All things are possible. Now, that word all is inclusive. It's an inclusive word. So what do you mean? It includes everything. Amen. All things are possible. Everything is impossible to those that believe. If you can believe it, you can have it. Amen. Hallelujah. Most of the time, our focus is on the impossible looking situations. We're constantly looking at what we're going through instead of focusing on what God and what he can do. Because some things we just, we can pray, we can, uh, you know, declare and decree and we can just trust God and at some point there's nothing else you can do except expect and trust God trust God that he is going to do exceedingly and abundantly he's the exceeding abundant God and to me exceedingly and abundantly means he can do things that I can't do he can go beyond my strength And my expectation and my character, he can go beyond who I am. Amen. And so we need to put God in his proper place and understand who he is. Amen. He's the creator of all things. He created us in his image. He loves us. And then I think we forget about what he thinks about us. He loves us so much. He loves us more than we love ourselves. Amen. He loves our children more than we, and our, our love cannot match his love. His love is matchless. His works are matchless. We just can't conceive, uh, who and what God is to us and how much he wants us to have what we need and what we want. He's sitting up saying, look, give me something to fight with. Give me something. So that I can bring to you what you're desiring in your heart. But put something out there so I can work on it. You know, come out of where we've been. Look, we have been contained. We're the ones that are contained. And then we want to put God in that container with us. He don't want to go in there. (laughs) And he's not going in there. You understand what I'm saying? He wants to do the impossible for us. But he wants us to trust him enough to be and be bold enough to ask him and then expect him to come through for us. Amen. So circumstances can be tough and seem like they will never change. But this is when we must give it all to God. Trusting him, just, you know, casting your cares upon him because he cares for us. You know, giving it to him. Sometimes we just carry things too long. We worry about them too much. God is waiting on us to empty out 
so that he can give us more. Amen. It's like now either you're going to carry it or I'm going to carry it. But we need to uh, just uh, allow God to come in and help us, you know, and stop. Well, let's go to First Peter 5. See, I'm, I'm working on, I'm worked already. First, first, <laughs> see, you're trying to work me. Okay, First Peter 5, verse 7, and you're familiar with it. It says, casting your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Amen. God's love provides for our daily needs. Every, for your daily needs. In other words, you can call on God every single day of your life and he will never get tired of you because amen because his love provides for our daily needs amen he's our caretaker look at it like that he's our caretaker and he wants you to call on him whenever you need whatever you whatever you you know it's just whatever your situation is and no situation is beyond him You'd be surprised. God can fix things. I call him the fixer. Amen. Whatever's out of whack, he can fix it. But see, you, you got to trust him. We need to um, set our sights on trusting him more, asking him more for what we want, and then expecting him to come through for us because he cares for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that word care, yeah, I looked that up. And it means divide the mind. That's a care. When you have a care, your mind is divided. So it means to divide the mind. It means to be distracted. It's a hindrance. Hindrances, burdens, anxieties. Amen. So after casting a care on God, it may look like nothing has changed, but we can allow ourselves We can't allow ourselves to be moved by what we can't see. Amen. If you can't see it, I'm starting to understand and to learn that the more I can't see, the more I trust him. Amen. You know how we're, we're just, uh, so used to handling everything and being able to check on things and see how it's going. You know, when you're serious about God, you have to let all that stuff go. Amen. You have to really trust him and you can't be checking on what he doing. Amen. Because you'll get worn out. Amen. Go to him. Believe you receive when you pray. If you've prayed like I have before and you, you weren't in faith when you prayed it, repent and go back and receive. You know, all is not lost. I think we give up too soon because we think, well, I messed up already, so it's too late. It's never too late. Amen. Hallelujah. So stop looking at how things look. Well, nothing's changed. How you know? Nothing's going to ever work out. I'd see, that's why I didn't. Amen. God's worked it out. You just can't touch it because your mouth and your, your thinking won't allow it to come to full manifestation. But God's already dealt with. He's dealt with every concern that you have. He really has. And it's just time for us to get into the now 
and start to trust him and believe him and be satisfied with what God is doing. Amen. Okay, so let's go to Mark 9. Mark 9. Hallelujah. And verse 23. And God always gives us instructions. It's no, um, it makes no sense for us to think that we're by ourselves. God's not doing anything. He's not helping us. God has given us instructions along the way. And he's helping us every day if we will acknowledge and notice what he's doing. He never leaves us by ourselves or just leave us out there without answering a prayer. Amen. He's always working, always doing something. And it's already done. If we want to really tell the truth, it's already done. So let's see. Mark 9, verse 23 says, Jesus said to him, let's see, and this is the little boy that got healed. It says, um, if you can believe all things are possible, to him that believes. Did I read that right? Amen. So whoever believes all things are possible, they'll have what they say. I just want to read it from the beginning. Let's go to 14. Go back up to 14. It says, and when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. You know, that's a religious spirit for you. Nothing but arguing. You know, they argue, 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 you know, want to, what's that word, uh, what's, when they want to bring something up, what, what do we call that? Debate. Yeah, debate. Thank you. Get get it on, get on the stitch, Shaddy. You know, you were the great <laughs> debater. <laughs> she was always talking about, they debate me again. <laughs> or they're trying to lure me to debate, you know. But that's what they do, try to lure you into a conversation to debate you. So that's what the scribes were up to, amen. So it says he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. And immediately, in verse 15, when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeting him. And he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? See, that's why Jesus got mad right off the bat, because he knew what was happening. What are you discussing with them? And then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who was a mute, who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams at the mouth, gnashing his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. And he answered and said, um, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And so it's not that he, the, the father said they couldn't. It's not that they couldn't, they didn't. Amen. Because God's given us the same authority that Jesus is using, we have. So they could have, they just didn't. Because they were looking with their eyes. Now when it says he was foaming at the mouth, and it said something else. I saw something else gnashing at his teeth and becoming rigid. That means he just had a spasm and just was stiff as a board. 
And they probably looked at him like most of us and said, we're out. (laughs) We're out of here. Amen. So, you know, they just like anybody else. And so he says, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? (laughs) Amen. You know how some people like to show out on you. But this is what I, I found interesting. He says, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And that means, look, pretty soon I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be sitting at the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for you. What you going to do then? So he's trying to teach them how to take care of these situations so that they'll know how because he knew he would not be here forever because he would ascend into heaven. And so he's trying to still teach them. Amen. So let's see, 21, and the father asked, how long has this been happening to him? Uh, Jesus asked the father, and he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. In other words, the spirit's trying to kill this boy. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believe. And 24 says, and immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter into Enter into him no more. And then the spirit cried out, uh, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he, let's see, and he became one of, one is one dead. So that many, wait a minute. So that many said he is dead. Okay, so when he cast out the devil, he was acting like he was dead. This is a little dramatic boy, if you, you know, I mean, that's what I think. Okay, so I'm in 28, and then he had come into the house, and his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast out? And so he said to them, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Amen. And so I don't think it meant prayer and fasting that that devil came out. Prayer and fasting that you learn to do the works of God. See, that had nothing, amen, that had nothing to do with that devil. It had to do with the disciples because he was teaching them. And so that's what, because that confused a lot of people. It had me confused for many years. It's like, well, you mean I got to pray and fast about everything? Well, some things you do. You have to listen to God and obey uh, the spirit of God. But he was saying this is what you should be doing, praying and fasting, building yourself up on your most holy faith so that when these things occur, you can take care of them because I have given you authority. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. You have the keys. And and if you have the keys, you have the power to take care of any demon that stands in your face. And so do we. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have authority. God's given us the authority. Hallelujah. God is good. He doesn't leave us face to face with anything that we can't take care of. He just doesn't do that. That's not how God operates. If you can believe, he says, if you can believe, you can have it. 
you know, all things are, are here for those that believe. So if you can believe, then I will show you my glory. And that's what he's saying. So once we put our trust in God, we cannot pick it up again. Once you give something to God, don't go taking it back the next day because you didn't see it the next day. Amen. You know, we have to give top, uh, God a chance to, uh, see, we have to create an atmosphere for receiving. God's not going to just uh, give you whatever it is that you were praying for when you're not in an attitude of receiving. If you're depressed one day, you decide you want to be depressed, he's not giving you. What do you look like, you know, blessing or rewarding you for depression? It just doesn't work like that. And so this is why we say expect God to do something. Expect him to move on your behalf. When you're in expectation, you've created an atmosphere of receiving. Is that making sense? And so we have to always be sure that we're ready to receive. Amen. And some of us have a lot of, a lot of, uh, work to do, you know, as to receive what God has. We pray and pray and pray and we wait and wait and wait, but are you ready to receive, receive, receive? And so we have to get our hearts ready to receive. You know, get our faith there to receive. Amen. And we have to show God that we have faith and we have to allow him to answer us. And he answers. He answers by his spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. Praise the Lord. Let's see. 1 Corinthians 2. You know, God is saying to us, I think he wants to make it very clear to us in this season that nothing is impossible. And I was looking at that word, and you know what I saw? I saw no thing. Amen. That's what nothing is. No thing. Some of these things will help us. Amen. No thing is impossible Amen. with God. Because sometimes we get get used to saying this and hearing it all the time. It, be, it becomes nothing to us. Right. And so sometimes we really have to meditate on the word and we have to look at things in a different light. Yeah. No thing is impossible. And that just, that wipes everything out. Yeah. You know, that takes care of everything. No thing means no thing. <laughs> Amen. If you believe God. So our faith must be in God alone. And no other thing can make things possible outside of God. Amen. No matter how you, you work this, God is still the answer. Amen. So First Corinthians 2, let's go to verse 5. Let's see. Let's go, let's see, 1 Corinthians, let's go to verse 2. It says, for I am determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That sounds like a good idea. 
a good thing. Because when you start trying to look in, taking care of all of this and checking on that and checking on this, you talk yourself out of faith. Amen. So all we need to do is keep our faith in Christ. Keep our eyes on the prize. Amen. I have determined for to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 3. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with perversive words, persuasive words of human wisdom, of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit of the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And verse five is the one that I want. It says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. Amen. Don't put your faith in the wisdom of men. Amen. It's like go to the doctor, but your faith is still in God. Amen. And then what they say don't have the last is that's not the last deciding factor. Amen. Trust God that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. And see, if you keep expecting him to do what he says, it's like this. Get an understanding in your heart that God can. Because some things are so impossible, we think God can't handle it. He can. There's nothing that God can't do. So we need to get uh, used to saying and thinking that he can and he already has. We need to change our how we think. Start changing how we think. Amen. So even if the doctor, the lawyer, whatever, or, or whatever your bills dictate to you, whoever says they don't have that the deciding factor. They don't have the last word. God has the last word. And he always says, yes, it is done. It is finished. I've given you everything that you need. Given you the necks of your enemies. I've given you uh, uh, power to tread on serpents. I've given you everything that you need. And he always backs it up with his power. Amen. And so we need to start to trust him more. Amen. Our faith should not be in people or things or stuff. Our faith and our hope is in God. Amen. Man's wisdom cannot match God's wisdom. You know, it just cannot. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how successful you are. You know, some people think when they get successful, it's coming from them. That's coming from God. He's given you that ability to, you know, make a lot of money and he's kept your body healthy. I mean, we need to incorporate God in every area of our lives and not just two or three days a week, but every day. Amen. So whether the impossibility is that, let's see. Whatever the impossibility is, the impossibility that we face, God will turn it around. That's the one thing that we need to keep in our minds. God will turn it around. Amen. So we need to keep faith on trusting him and stop thinking that's putting, this is the way we do. We put things in categories. This is easy. This is kind of hard. So I'm going to have to pray for on this for a few months. And then this is impossible. And it's going to take a whole, we're going to have to move, move mountains to shake this loose. You know how we do and how we talk. But 
God is, is, he can clean all this stuff up. He can do it all. Amen. There is nothing. He, amen. There is nothing he cannot do. He can take care of the small stack, the medium-sized stack. He can take care of the impossible stack. He can do it all. And so we need to look at him in that way, that there is nothing too hard for God. And if we stop, you know, putting him in certain categories and just trust him for everything and cast our cares upon him because he cares for us, and it's his job to do these things, not ours, We, I'm tired anyway. You understand what I'm saying? And so we just need to leave it to him and allow him to be God in our lives. And that's all he wants us to do. Let God be God. You heard that saying before. Amen. And so this is what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. So man's wisdom, our wisdom, cannot match God because he's matchless. And his worth is matchless. And we cannot... Uh, we shouldn't try to do everything anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we completely put our faith in God, the impossible becomes possible. Amen. And this is what he wants us to do. Try me this day. Try him. Amen. And keep on, keep on trying him. Keep trusting him. Keep talking to him. Keep putting those those hidden things before him. Amen. Those secret things that you really have given up on. Put those things before him. Amen. All right. Let's go to Psalm 121. Psalm 121, verse 1, 2, and 3. And it says, um, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And he will not allow your foot to be moved. Amen. Hallelujah. He who keeps you will not slumber. Amen. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Praise God. Amen. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. God loves us. And he is only concerned with doing what we ask him to do. Amen. So in other words, I believe God is saying this. Don't look at the problem, but keep your eyes on the problem solver. And that's him. Amen. Take your eyes off what's wrong because you can't do anything about it anyway. Um, you know, but just keep feeling bad. It's not fair. It's not right. The devil will keep pounding and pouncing on you the more you allow it. But, you know, it's time for us to break forth. Amen. Break forth in singing and rejoicing, knowing that God is going to make all things right. And he's working on our behalf. He's not mad at us. 
Amen. But he wants to help us. He wants us to have the desires of our hearts. And he wants us to come to him on a daily basis. Amen. He doesn't want us to treat him like a stranger. But there, we need to have more desire for God. I know that much. We need to have a deeper desire for him or to follow after him more. That's what the end time church needs. They need to desire him more and look like they're running away from, running away from God, running away from truth, just running. Don't know where, but we need to run toward him more. Amen. Desire him like a deer pants for water, that kind of desire, so that we can see the miraculous done in our lives. Amen. So stop looking at the problem and look at the problem solver. Keep your eyes on God. God is not limited. Amen. Wherever you are broken, he can fix you and make you whole because that's what he wants to. And then, you know, if you think about it, who who else can do that? <laughs> you know, that's God's job to make us whole again. Hallelujah. Because he loves us so much. And when we X him out because we try to handle things, that doesn't make him feel real good. Amen. So we need to keep our minds renewed. Problem number two. Renew our minds in the word of God and expect. It's always going to be the same answer. We need to give it to God, cast your cares upon him, and expect him to do something. Expect him to come come to our rescue. Because we need rescuing. Amen. Hallelujah. And then once we rescue, don't go back. Don't go back to the way we used to think the what you know, that crazy stuff we used to do. The the different ways we used to handle our business. You know, God is doing a new thing. Amen. He's making all things new and he wants to start fresh. He really does. He wants to start fresh in our lives. He wants to heal people, set people free, and he wants to bless his people. He wants us, he's, I think, getting us ready, healing us, um, encouraging us on the inside for the end time harvest. And that's, that's what he wants. We need to start to want what God wants. Amen. But we can't, he can't send out a crippled army. And I mean physically and mentally. Amen. You know, doing things half-heartedly for God. You know, there's a dying world out there. God loves them and he's concerned about them. So if we will let him, allow him to fix us and encourage us, because you don't want to go and try to bring somebody into the kingdom to, well... You know, you know, with depression or discouragement or concerns, we need to be free so we can show people and tell people how good God is. And so God is doing something new for his people, a refreshing. He knows that we need to be refreshed. He knows that we need help. He knows and he wants to do this more than we want it. Amen. Because I'm telling you, we're living in that time where we don't want to come out of our our place of comfort. Thank you. 
We want to stay there because we are used to it. We don't like it, but we're used to it. And it feels it's familiar, and it feels okay because we've gotten used to it. And we're convinced that the devil has convinced us that it won't get better. And so we've gotten comfortable there. And we're saying, I'm okay. But I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Amen. Not there. I'm ready to move. And that's where God wants to move us to a higher, a higher level of understanding and a higher level of working for him at a higher level. Promotions and everything that you want. But you got to come out of where you are to receive it. Because he ain't coming in that cocoon that we've created. He wants us to come, come up higher. And the decree is going to be part of that. Amen. Hallelujah. So stop looking in the natural at your situation and other people's situation. Stop looking in the natural. And we need to look at things by the spirit. Amen. Look with your spiritual eyes. God's given them to everybody. Amen. God is all-knowing, and he's a sovereign God, and he can do all things. Amen. But with man, it's impossible. And see, this is what we forget. We forget, okay, it's it's not an impossible situation. It's just impossible with man. And so we need to start trusting God to do those impossible things that's impossible for us. Amen. Thank God we have a God that's able to do all things. <laughs> he can do it all. You know, give you whatever it is that you need. Fix your credit. Fix your bank account. And just do, do it all. If we but, would but trust him. Amen. Hallelujah. He can make your raggedy clothes look like new. And I'm not picking on anybody. He did it for the children of Israel. Amen. And, you know, could you imagine having a pair of shoes, one pair of shoes, and one set of clothes that would last 40 years? Amen. But he did it. He did it because he's a supernatural God. And if he can do that part, the Red Sea, cause man to fall from heaven, I think about all that stuff. And I say, well, you know this, I'm not asking him for manna. I ain't asking him for none of that stuff. I'm just asking for a little money, you know. <laughs> so, so I know he can do that, you know. See, they, the children of, uh, in the wilderness, the Israelites were never satisfied. And so we're not, we're not. Looking for, uh, well, I kind of do. I wanna, I wanna see something spectacular happen. You know, like the when he parted the Red Sea, you know, and, and his, uh, Moses struck the the rock, and water came out of that rock. I wanna see something miraculous, and he can do miraculous. There's so many miraculous things that he can he can do, like giving sight to the blind or. You know, uh, healing the widow and just do, it's just so much, so many things. So we shouldn't give up on God. Amen. Ask him every day until you feel like he heard you. 
Amen. And trust him even more. Hallelujah. Let's see. So where am I at? Let's go to Matthew 19. Did we go to Matthew? I think we did this one before. No? All right. Well, let's do it. Matthew 19. And I I was looking up different scriptures in the Bible, different ones that I knew by heart. I might not have known exactly where they were. And they're all saying the same thing. So sometimes we need to cross-reference just to see how important. You know, I believe when Jesus keeps repeating himself, it's mighty important. And so he kept saying, all things are possible to him that believe. What's possible, impossible with man is possible with God. So let's go to verse 26. It says, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Amen. He never changed his confession. He always told people the same thing. He kept telling them, in other words, stop looking in the natural. Stop expecting me to do what man is doing. Expect me to do more because I am your God. Amen. I'm God in all things, and all things are possible. That word possible means feasible, attainable, achievable. Just listen to all of these, this stuff that he is. Workable. Um, let's see. A candidate for the, he's the, the potential candidate for the job. In other words, he's saying, look, that's my job to do, and that's what, possible means i can make it happen i'm the right candidate for the job amen so god can bring anything to pass but we must believe that he is capable of doing all things even if it looks impossible stop looking at how stuff look everything look impossible almost if you keep looking amen but if you just start trusting god because it all start it starts running together Amen. Because the devil will confuse you just that much. Amen. And these things are small things with God. God wants us to stretch our faith for the impossible things and believe him and not doubt. This is why we don't see the miraculous so much because we don't stretch our faith. You have to stretch your faith. Stretch your faith. Amen. For with God, nothing is impossible. Luke 1, 37. Let's go there. We're right near there. Luke 1, 37. Let's just read it anyway. Hallelujah. Now, this is Christ's birth announcement, so I want to I read that to you. Talk about impossible situations. It was a real impossible thing, amen, if you know what I mean. So let's see, we can start at, uh, oh, we better start 37. Let's start 19, Luke 1, 19. And it says, and the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Amen. Glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute 
and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. See, if you're not believing something and you got all God's information, all you're going to do is talk it down. And by the words of your mouth, you will mess stuff up. And so, you know, God can strike you mute. Keep your mouth shut. Verse 21, and the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple for he beckoned he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was um, as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his house. Now, after those days, his wife, Elizabeth. Now, these were John the Baptist's pa- uh, parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth. And they were cousins of Mary, Jesus' mother. Amen. Uh, let's see. So after these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself five months saying, thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. And now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of the Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was this. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and he shall be called and his son and shall call his name Jesus. And that's also in Isaiah 9 verse 6 if you want to write that down. Verse 32, and then he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And that's an eternal throne. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will have no end or be of no end. And when Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? She started to reason like we do. Amen. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest upon you and the power of And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. And now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, and this is important, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Verse 37. For with God, nothing will be impossible. See, when Mary said, behold, the maidservant of your Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. 
So in other words, she received the promise according to what was said to her by the angel sent by God. She didn't fight, fight, fight. She did say, how can this be? Because she knew not a man. But after that got straightened out, she said, oh, he says, you're highly favored of God. You, you're, you're, the, you're the lady, lady of the hour. And so she received it. Amen. And you know how the story goes. She went over to Elizabeth to see if she was pregnant because the angel said, your cousin was barren and she's six months pregnant. She went and checked it out. And she said, okay, we're going to have a baby. <laughs> Amen. But see, he said, with man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And she received that word. That's how we need to do. When we're faced with impossible situations, we need to receive the word of the Lord. And all we need is a word. When we get a word, we don't follow the instructions. That's the problem. When you get a prophecy, those are instructions. Well, I already knew that, and it didn't come to pass. Did you follow the instructions? And then you get mad at the prophet. She ain't no prophet. People do that all the time. People that you thought knew better. You have to follow the instructions of the prophet. There's instructions involved. If you didn't get any instructions, you ask God for, well, I need some instructions. You know, can you please give me some instructions? Get in your word and you'll find your instructions on how to receive what God has already done for you. Amen. You'll receive it. You'll find out what it is. God can bring anything to pass, but you must believe that he is capable of doing all things, even if it looks impossible. Stop looking at high stuff. Look, because it's always going to look worse and it's always going to feel worse. Stop looking at how things look and trust that situation with God. Amen. I'm telling you, because the devil just used that, that reason to try to take you out of here. I know, trust me. He'll use any situation to try to take you out. Amen. And so you have to let things go and let God handle them. And he will handle, he's a just and a fair God. And he will handle things the way that, see, it's like this. We handle things the wrong way. God will handle things in the manner in which they should be handled. And he will bless you on top of it. But we have to trust him with everything that we have. You know, no, nothing, God won't leave anything unturned. He's God. He knows everything. Amen. And so we need to trust him. Hallelujah. So, uh, for with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. Hallelujah. Did we read 30, 38, verse 38? Yeah, I think I read that. Behold your, your, uh, maid servant. Amen. Then the next thing, it says, um, Mary visits Elizabeth. And that's in verse 39, but I'm going to let you read that when you go home. Amen. Or you'll have nothing to do. Amen. Nothing is impossible for him. Believe it and receive it. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Isaiah 54 before I run out of time. Very important that I want to read that. Isaiah 54. Let's see. Okay. 
verse 2. It says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. He was talking to barren Israel. Amen. For more are the children of desolate. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Amen. This is, this is really called a breaking forth. A breaking forth. It says enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling and do not spare or do not limit God's blessings. Amen. Lengthen your cords. That means believe for more. The more you trust God with, the more you believe him for, the more you get. Amen. Do not spare. It says, um, the, and straighten, I'm sorry, strengthen your stakes. That means strengthen your faith. If you're not there, you know, get in your word, renew your mind until your faith is strengthened to the point where you believe all things are possible. And you shall expand to the right and to the left. Amen. I mean, God will do the impossible. That's when it start. It talks about expansion. That means he's crossed that limit of expectation. And he's doing more. He's doing the impossible now. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities uh, inhabited. So stretch your faith, and it says, and do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Amen. Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. In other words, you will not be embarrassed. For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Hallelujah. And so God wants you to come out of that comfortable place. He wants you to break forth. In other words, find new ground. Go to new ground that you've never been before with God. Say, you know what, God, I never trusted you for this, but I'm going to trust you for this now. So you break new ground with him. You know, come out of your limited place and say, you know what? I'm going to trust God for something really big. And, and then don't sit back and see if he, what he going to do. <laughs> you got to know what he's going to do. You got to be fully persuaded. You know, you have to be fully persuaded. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let's flip over to 55, Isaiah 55. Verse 11. And it says, so shall my words be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. Amen. It says, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. For you shall go out with joy and be led with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. And instead of thorns uh, shall come up the cypress tree. 
and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree and it shall be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. In other words, they're talking about prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God can do all these things. He wants to do all these things. You don't have to beg him to do anything. He does not want you to be barren or fruitless. He wants you to be to increase on all sides. Amen. He does not want this, I don't know, the way we've been living. He don't want us to do that anymore. He wants us to break forth. And you break forth with joy, singing, and saying, the God that I serve can do all things. Amen. And you approach it, life in a different way because you, your, your heart has been changed. Your mind is, is stable and it, you know, it's been changed. You meditate on the word. You're trusting God now. You're in a new era and old things are passed away. God is doing something new. He wants you to trust him to the place where you see new things materialize in your life. Amen. But we have to believe what God is telling us. All things are really possible. They really are possible. Amen. So believe without seeing. See, we want to see first and then believe. But God is saying you got to believe first. And if you have to, don't be doubting Thomas. Believe first. And when you believe, you shall receive. You'll see it and you'll receive it. Amen. What was already spoken. God's already said you can have all this stuff. That's what already spoken means. <laughs> He's already said you can have it. And why don't I have it? Because you're not trusting him to bring it. Because you think it's too hard for him. It's hard for man. It's impossible with man. But it's not impossible with God. Amen. And so this is what God wants us to understand this day is that you have to trust him and believe that he can do all things. He's the God of the universe. There's nothing too hard for him. If you want a, a high, higher wages and a better job, do you think one time that's God won't give that to you? He wants to do it just, just because. Whatever it is that you want, he'll do. I'm so thankful I found that out. <laughs> I lived a lot of years thinking that I, some things was too hard. Well, he'll do this, but he won't do that. That's in the in the big stack. But he'll do whatever it is that you need him to do because he's faithful. Amen. He's a faithful God. And this is another thing God was speaking to me about. Quit comparing yourself with him. Quit comparing people with God. His thoughts are higher. His ways are higher than our ways. But we have the mind of Christ, and we can know his ways, and we can know his plan and purpose for our lives, but he doesn't execute things the way we would do it because he's God. And so we need to put him in his proper place and trust him, and we'll see the salvation of the Lord. Amen? No more barrenness, no more fruitlessness, but everything lavish and blessed. He wants to bless you because you are you. That's why he wants to bless you. He wants to give you peace because you are who you are. He wants to do all these things for you because he loves you. Amen. 
That's why he wants to do it. Hallelujah. He spoke it, and he'll perform it. All you got to do is believe it. Amen. He's already done it. Hallelujah. Romans 4, 17. Almost done. All promises are granted through faith. You got the faith, you got the promise. I mean, you, you get what you, what you desire. Amen. God's already done it. So in 17, it says, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. And this is God talking to Abraham in the presence of him who he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which be not or do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believe. See, it's like this. Hope was, hope was just gone. But Abraham still hoped in hope that was gone, that that was just didn't exist. He had he had he had trusted hope so much until it wasn't there anymore. It was only in his heart, and so he hoped against the hope that he didn't see. That makes sense. Hallelujah! Because he was dealing with a faithful God. He couldn't see him. Couldn't see anything, but all he had was that hope. And so it says, contrary to hope, in hope he believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. And it says, so shall your descendants be. Amen. And it says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. So you got to not consider. And that's where we have a problem. Even if you have pain, you still can't consider. Amen. You know you have pain physically and even mentally. You know you're in pain, but you cannot consider it. In other words, you can't focus on it. Oh, sorry. You can't, you can't, you can't focus on it all the time. Amen. You get tired of doing that. And so you have to trust God to even help you with your thought process. Amen. Anybody would get tired of thinking about pain and sickness, disease, everything that's negative. You get tired of negativity. Amen. Yes, you do. I do too. And so what we, we do is we focus on the, the solution. We focus on the solution the solution maker or whatever you want to call God. You focus on him. You focus not on the problem, but you focus on the answer because you know he's going to do it. Amen. You don't know when, and that's what bugs us. All you don't know is when, but you know he's going to do it. You know he's going to do it. Amen. Verse 8, 19 says, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Already dead since he was about a hundred. And Sarah was the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. See, strength, the more, the more you work on your faith, the more you're strengthened. 
And even though things are get old and everything, you've been standing for a long time, guess what? You don't lose faith. You Your faith gets stronger. Well, I've been waiting so long, but then your faith ought to be real strong. It don't work the opposite way. How's that? I've been waiting and you don't know. See, you don't know how long I've been standing. Well, you don't know how long I've been standing. But my faith is getting stronger and it's increasing every day. And look at it like this. I've had longer to work on my faith. But we don't, we don't see things. I didn't either until God had to reprogram my thinking. And I said, oh, okay, I got this. The longer I've been waiting, the stronger my faith is. So this stuff is easy. These other things that I pray for ought to be easier because it's not taking me as long. And so you're advanced in your faith. You're, you advance. You don't go backwards. Amen. And then that makes sense now that you think about it, when you think about it. But it seems like, well, I've been doing this 40 years and I don't, well, you, you got some mature faith. 40 years. And so we need to rest. That's some old faith. <laughs> so we should rest in that. But that old devil, here he comes with his negativity and start getting you to question things. And then, you know, you start to move it on over to the, other side, and before you know it, you're out of faith. Well, I used to do that. I don't do that no more. It's just like, you know, people who don't do this anymore, who are not where they're supposed to be. Well, I used to do that, like you can do it or not do it. Amen. No, you just stopped. You just quit. Amen. But God is is here for us. Amen. He wants to... Give us everything that we need to keep progressing. And we're, guess what? As time goes, we're progressing. We're not losing, losing time, getting older. We, it don't work like that. You're getting better, stronger, and faster. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Your youth is being renewed day by day. See, that's how this works in the kingdom. But see, we are so, thank you. We're so, uh, Used to living by the world's standards. The world is getting older, weaker, faker. Can I say that? But the kingdom of God is getting better, faster, and stronger. People in the world are very crazy. They just are. Because they don't have a savior. And that's why we need to get straightened out for once and for all. Let God be God in our lives so we can go straighten them out. Because if we cripple, they're going to be crippled. If we are half convinced, they're going to be half convinced. And so we need to get this thing done. We can do it. God's already given us the necks of our enemies. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. There is no such thing as we can't. You can. You're just lazy like I was. Well, you come up against something you really need to fight, you'll be, you'll be unlazy. You won't be lazy anymore. Amen. You'll say, show me the, the car. I don't know what is it. What, what's the word? Show me something. Oh, show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. Amen. 
How did I know that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amen. That it'll work. That will work too. Amen. <laughs> Our faith strengthens as time goes by. It doesn't get weaker. If it got, gets weaker, you've, you've stopped working on your faith. You ain't working on nothing. You're on vacation. I'm telling you. No time for vacay. Hallelujah. <laughs> it doesn't weaken. It strengthens the longer you're standing. Amen. So it's like my mother would say, the longer the better. That's what she would say all the time. The longer the better. The longer you're on a punishment, the better. The longer you have to do them dishes, the better. You know, the longer the better. Amen. I love them people. I miss them. Because you know, it's like Chuck is always saying, them people knew something back then. But it's like you got to get older. Well, you don't have to. But we got older before we knew. They knew some stuff. Amen. They knew a lot of stuff. They knew how to go to God to get everything they needed. Because they didn't have hospitalization. They didn't have anything. But they survived and they stayed healthy, didn't they? Amen. They knew some stuff. Amen. They weren't running to the doctor all the time. Hallelujah. Let me stop before I get in trouble. Renew your mind in the word. Romans 12 to renew your mind. And don't conform to the world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't have anything to do with the world. Don't be a part of the world because they don't have what you need. Amen. Renew your mind in the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. The word of God is infallible. And I'm going to close with this. The word of God is infallible and unchangeable. I like to look words up to get more encouraged. That word infallible means no mistakes. Error free. The word of God is error free. Faultless. Is that faultless? Flawless. True, accurate, impeccable, precise, meticulous, always effective, guaranteed, dependable, trustworthy, safe, tested, uh, foolproof, a sure fire. The word of God is a sure fire. So it's infallible. That's what infallible means in that word un- unchangeable. Well, we all know what it means, but. I looked it up anyway. It's, it means in, uh, unchangeable means can't change, unaltered, immutable. There's a familiar word. Invariable, permanent, enduring, eternal, abiding, deep rooted, set in stone, irreversible, constant, um, Lifelong, perpetual, firm, fixed. That's what the word is. Amen. So you got, you, yet we don't believe it. I'll put it like that. I was going to say something eloquent, but just to sum it up, the word is all of that and we still don't believe it. We want more proof. Amen. We don't believe God's word, some of us. We believe it to take care of this small stack 
But this medium stack, maybe this, this hard stuff, mm-mm. but it's all of that. Unchangeable, deep rooted, stable, stone, made of stone, trustworthy, all of that. And so, you know, I think we can just straighten ourselves out. The word will straighten us out. All we need to do is just start trusting God a little bit more. Amen. And doing what God has told us to do. Amen. Stop looking at the problem and change your focus. Start looking at God and looking at the solution. What's the solution? God. How's he going to do it? None of your business. Just trust him. Amen. You don't need to know all that stuff. See, that's what gets us off track. And then before you know it, we're out of faith again. And be like those people in the South back in the 40s and the 50s that couldn't see anything, but they had to trust God because they had no other avenue. There was nothing else. But they, you know, they trusted God, and he brought them to the place where we are now. Amen. All right, why don't we stop? Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. We love you. Amen. We lift you up. And we praise you, Father. We just thank you for what you're doing in our midst in this hour, Lord. We just thank you for loving us, for teaching us, for preparing us. And, Lord, we just love you. We give you all the honor and glory in the name of your son, Jesus, who is worthy of all honor and praise. And, Father, we thank you that there's nothing impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. Amen. Hallelujah. If anybody needs prayer, you can come up and I'll pray for you before we leave. Amen.